fighting back. Upcoming later here on the Dawn Show. Hi, Dawn Stensland, Menti. Coming up in our next hour at 11. Make sure you listen in. My husband, award-winning journalist, host, anchor, Larry Menti. I don't think anybody is better at living and breathing <laughs> campaigns and, you know, all of this election stuff than Larry. So he's going to come on and break down many of the different races, not just Oz Fetterman, because Larry really knows his stuff and certainly studies this. Sorry about that. Uh, so we'll have Larry coming up. But a great story about a grandmother fighting back. Just a remarkable story and her weapon of choice, what she used. And what is Governor Tom Wolf up to these days as you know, he's working with legislative leaders we're told quickly and quietly, and they're negotiating apparently a huge $3.6 billion tax credit package. That, according to the Inquirer and Spotlight PA, and they're looking toward encouraging a program for natural gas fueled hydrogen production. So I think this is the alt fracking, you know, a type of package that Wolf and Democrats want to put forth. So, you know, we'll, we'll look at that one definitely to see how that falls as we talk about that. But the, the debate tonight is the big story, certainly. And this is amid what issues? The economy, we have some economic numbers coming out. We also have uh, new numbers for illegal border crossings. That's what we call this now, illegal border crossings. But it's really trespassing. Imagine if you had hundreds of people on your lawn in your home and they just were showing up every day, just waves and waves of people and mostly good people. Would you tolerate that? Would that be right? Would that be fair? But that's what's happening in a mega supersized way as we look at these millions upon that we've never seen this in our nation. More than 20,000 people coming here from, you know, some 60 countries who in the heck is coming in? How does it affect all of us? We'll talk about that moving forward, and I'll break down some of those numbers as well. But certainly the debate tonight, voters uh, get to see the only United States Senate debate tonight when, for the first time ever, we see Democrat Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, as well as Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz, for the first time squaring off in a television news studio, no, not in Philadelphia, it's in the um, you know Harrisburg area, so it's another part of Pennsylvania, but at least we get to see him live. And this, as we learned, that at least a half million people have already voted by mail in Pennsylvania. So I do want to hear from you. Have you made up your mind? Will you watch? Are you, are you interested in the uh, great U.S. Senate debate tonight? So we're going to break that down moving forward. And Dr. Oz, of course, I'll... I'll let you hear um, a local NBC 10 station in a moment interviewing, you know, doing an interview with Josh Shapiro, who's in the different race, obviously, for the gubernatorial side of things. Shapiro, the Democrat who wants to be Pennsylvania's next governor, running against Republican state senator Doug Mastriano. That in a moment. But on Tucker Carlson last night on Fox, Dr. Oz was blasting his opponent, John Fetterman, so let's listen in, and this is Oz on Tucker. 
Well, it's shocking when you hear Krasner speak there about a city he thinks he's protecting. But I've been in Philadelphia a lot during this campaign. I, I live in, uh, in Philly. I went to school in West Philly. And you actually talk to the people there. What they say is they don't want to be part of a white woke experiment, a social exactly. experiment where they're left with the consequences. And Fetterman, to your point, said that if he had a magic wand to do anything he wanted to, his goal would be to release murderers from life in prison. Now, Tucker, can you imagine having a magic wand to do anything you want? I mean, you could take yeah. care of inflation, although you don't need a magic wand for that. But there's lots of things you could do. But releasing murderers from life in prison without asking uh, the families what they think and oftentimes voting against the other members of the pro board, even other Democrats, is not aligned with the values of Pennsylvanians. Yet that's the position he has taken. So many Pennsylvanians have died of fentanyl OD and opioid more broadly, but fentanyl, I would say, specifically in the last year that it really is, the numbers are, are almost beyond belief. And yet, I don't think stopping fentanyl importation, dealing, punishing fentanyl peddlers is a feature of any Democratic campaign. Why is that? Because they're ignoring the humanitarian crisis they have created with feckless policies on the border. They've funded cartels inadvertently who make money trafficking human beings, take the money, buy fentanyl from China. They don't say anything to China about that, by the way. The fentanyl is brought to America like pieces of candy and unfortunately ends up in people's mailboxes. But Fetterman goes beyond that. That's what all the Democrats do. Fetterman says, I want to legalize all drugs. I want heroin injection sites. And he actually embraced an, a measure in Oregon, which was enacted two years ago with exactly those rules. And listen carefully, this is critical. 40% increase in overdose death rates. That's to be expected if you legalize all drugs. But here's the part that catches me. 50% increase in homicides. You create a lawless environment. Police aren't allowed to do their job, which is to confiscate narcotics. And this is the world that he's trying to create for us. And by the way, if you're bothered by this, and I, I was bothered enough to run against them, please go to DrHaz.com and support me because the Democratic Party doesn't even know this about him. They're just trying to get the 51st Senate seat. So they're pouring money into Pennsylvania. So DrHaz.com will at least give me some support against them. But we're going to win on the issues, just like all the Republicans that you've mentioned today. The debate we're having tomorrow night is going to reinforce John Fetterman's radical positions. The momentum we have is a direct response of focusing on kitchen table issues. Crime, drugs, we've mentioned both with the border, and of course the economy, everyone's focused on. Although if you're in Philadelphia right now, you're worried about your life, and companies are leaving, big chains, leaving the city because they're done with the experiment. Okay, so think about what's happening because Pennsylvania, Republicans hope to hold Pennsylvania. Obviously, outgoing Senator Toomey is a Republican, but the GOP needs five seats to flip the House, the House in the midterms. We're talking about the Senate here it looks like they'll they'll do this. It's it's going to be tight, but I think that they will be able to do it. But this is one of the hottest and most watched races, certainly in the upcoming election in two weeks. And this as Philadelphia just this morning reached a tragic number, the 438th homicide in 2022. This murder right near the so-called Rocky House, where movie character Rocky lived and there were several recent murders nearby so in this one happening this morning we're told that a, a man in his 40s was shot and killed so i don't know if that was a carjacking attempt if it was another innocent victim caught in the crossfire i don't have the details on that one and remember i had reported to you six hours ago as i do the news uh, for the morning show 
And that was, at that time, Philadelphia detectives overnight searching for different gunmen who shot four different individuals who are hospitalized this morning and some very seriously wounded, the youngest of whom is a 17-year-old kid who's now hospitalized. So the crime, obviously, a huge issue as well. There's a $20,000 reward as Philadelphia police release more new footage of that suspected gunman who shot and killed 23-year-old Everett Beauregard. Now, this happened back on, think about this, September 22nd, North 35th Street. So this happened right near the Drexel campus, even though we later learned that Beauregard, the innocent victim, Great Valley High School grad and then Temple University grad, but he was living near the Drexel uh, campus with a roommate as he was moving forward to earn his MBA. We learned much more about him from his family. And this one was... Well, I mean, they're all disturbing, but this one was bizarre, even for veteran detectives, because they said as they released the, diff- the different surveillance video, which captured this, this cold-blooded shooting, you see Beauregard, young man, he's walking by, and then you see the shooter, who he doesn't know, words are not exchanged, there's, it's not in the progress of a carjacking or a mugging or anything of that nature. And in fact, Beauregard walks by and the shooter turns around and shoots him in the back. So the first gunshot wound was to his neck, severed his spinal cord. And then as Beauregard falls to the ground, lying there helplessly on the sidewalk, that gunman fires a second shot into him. And so this murder is uh, quite disturbing and has certainly shaken a lot of people in Setter City, but especially the, the college communities, if you will, of, you know, of University City, of the Drexel campus, and yes, the Temple campus too, because this was, this was not a case where, you know, there was even a, a confrontation, two complete strangers, random and a particularly heinous, cold-blooded killing. And that really brings us to the latest, and I think I retweeted this this morning as a lot of people were looking at the Wawa, the big lit-up red letters coming down, crews taking down the, the signs in Center City as really a sign of the times in Philadelphia. Two Wawas in Center City, Philadelphia, now closed for good. We knew this was happening. It happened this morning. So 12th and Market Streets and then 19th and Market, two different locations. And these are, you know, if you if you work in the city, as those of us here, we work right along Market Street. And so here at Odyssey World Headquarters, as I as I always say, you know, this this affects you. I love Wawa. We all do. And Wawa announced the closures, as I told you last week. So this is an official Dawn Show follow-up. But Wawa announced those closures last week, saying they are looking at continued safety and security challenges, as well as business factors. And a lot of people speaking out about this. Mayor Jim Kenney's office releasing a statement regarding today's official closures saying that city officials have been in communication with Wawa leadership regarding the quote-unquote challenges they've faced, specifically at certain locations, and 
The mayor says we will continue to support them. All Wawa Associates, according to Wawa, at these stores, as well as the others that have been shut down, they were offered continued employment at other Wawas. But we know from employees who've spoken out in the past, they've said they were maced, they were beaten, they were threatened. They're scared. And, they're scared, and their families are scared to, go to, to just go to work. And so Wawa you know, did everything they could, I think, to talk about this. They said that these closures don't diminish in any way their ongoing commitment to serve the Philadelphia community or our acknowledgement of the effort and support we continue to receive from local police. While, while continuing on with a statement, it is our hope to repurpose these two locations to further benefit Philadelphia. And then going on to say, we're sorry that we can't be there for our friends and neighbors at these two locations, but we continue to serve the community. And again, they, they put this out that Philadelphia is Wawa's hometown. And that's something that will never change. But I, I think to me, this is such a symbol of the fact that crime and scary times ha- are, are scaring a great company that provides fresh, locally grown food, locally harvested food in the city. And the fact that they They've done everything they can, and yes, they spent a lot of money. They, they hired their own security, but the bottom line is if employees feel so afraid that they won't come into work, then what are you supposed to do? Uh, ultimately, that's what Wawa said in a very, a very diplomatic and careful, kind way, but that's, that's what's happening in our great city, and at the, at the same time, you just you hear Kenny releasing this statement but not saying, you know, just think about it. If, if, what if Jim Kenny had come out and said, we're providing, you know, police to stand outside and canine units and, I don't know, mounted patrol. And we're doing this and we're saying, Wawa and all these companies, don't leave Philadelphia. You're safe here. We've got you. We've got this. Imagine it would have at least put some pressure, right, on, on all these different companies, not just Wawa, but to say, you're safe here, we've got this. Bring in the National Guard, do whatever you want. They're so worried about the optics that they're, they're messing it up and putting people in danger. And it's that lack of a plan that I keep on talking about. Meantime, as I told you yesterday, we did have another interim report from the committee talking about D.A. Larry Krasner. I've gone into great um, you know, in-depth coverage of this, but I'll tell you more about the panel investigating crime in Philadelphia during District Attorney Larry Krasner's tenure. They did release this new latest interim report. And yes, they do blame Krasner's policies for the city's rising crime rates. However, the topic of impeachment, which, by the way, you remember I reported to you, Krasner was expecting this in yesterday's report. And he, but guess what? Impeachment not mentioned. I think this is very wise. This is a good job. This is a bipartisan committee. And I'll talk. I, there's a new study about me, media bias upcoming. And I'm going to I'll talk to my husband, Larry Menti, about that one. It's something we often talk about as two longtime television news Anchors, reporters, hosts in Philadelphia and at the national level as well. 
So we'll talk about that. But I, I think it's important to note that this is a bipartisan select committee on restoring law and order. That's the name of it. It's a House panel in the Pennsylvania House, which is chaired, yes, by a Republican state uh, representative, John Lawrence. But you, uh, you also have Philadelphia Democrats, including Representative Amon Brown, who you've heard interviewed by the great Riccioli multiple times. So this is a bipartisan committee. They released some of their conclusions, but they did not recommend impeachment. They do, this report paints a very dark picture of the city of Philadelphia, as well as, and most importantly, the city's top prosecutor. And so, yes, the buck stops with Kenny and Krasner, but you've heard, and you'll hear again tonight, you'll hear Oz bring this out in tonight's debate, where, and you've heard Mastriano talk about this, that yes, the city's top prosecutor, the city of Philadelphia, is Krasner. However, he could have been trumped, if you will, by the Commonwealth's top cop, and that is the Attorney General, Josh Shapiro, who wants to be your next governor. So Shapiro answering a lot of questions lately in the media about why he didn't do more to bring in patrols, to bring in other levels of law enforcement, such as, the, you know, such as at the state level, to keep Philadelphia safe. We'll be talking about this moving forward. There's so much happening, and uh, I'll certainly outline that 63-page report that has just been released, and we're getting our first look at it. So much happening today. I've got it covered for you right here on The Dawn Show. 855-839-1210 is the number to call. Find me on Twitter at Dawn Stensland. The Dawn Show continues right after this. So just out now, uh, Josh Shapiro, the Democrat Attorney General, who has been indeed um, blasted for the crime, that the rise in crime. But on the other hand, he's seen more moderate than, for example, Governor Tom Wolf, who's a fellow Democrat. You can tell me if you believe that or not, 855-839-1210. But on NBC10, our, uh, one of our partnering stations, they've just released an interview. I believe Lauren Make, who's their political reporter, had interviewed um, had interviewed uh, Josh Shapiro, the attorney general, who's running as a Democrat for governor. So let's listen in. This level of violence we are seeing is unacceptable. Attorney General Josh Shapiro in a city that has been plagued by daily violence. Republican candidate for Governor Doug Mastriano recently appeared on Fox News. Doug Mastriano, on day one, we're going to become a law and order state. We're going to break the backs of these criminals. Mastriano has been attacking his opponent on this issue. He owns crime because he is the senior law enforcement official of the state. And people in this community, in your families, are being killed by drugs and murderers. As Attorney General, do you believe that you have made people safer? I do. I think if you look at my record, the data is clear. Mastriano has not responded to requests for interviews, but Shapiro did agree to talk to us. In our interview, Shapiro pointing both to his endorsements by law enforcement, including Philadelphia's FOP, and his office's arrests of drug and gun traffickers and child predators. There's no denying the fact that where we've deployed our resources, our strategic response teams, in Kensington, in West Philadelphia, we've been able to bring down a level of violence. Shapiro's time as attorney general, though, also overlaps with Philadelphia's struggle to contain gun violence. The leadership in Philadelphia and in Harrisburg has led us down as Pennsylvanians. 
So Josh Shapiron now, I mean, whatever he wants to say, but it was under his watch that all this happened. Can you understand why voters look at you as the top law enforcement officer and do look at what's happening and give you the responsibility? I think those who know me, like our law enforcement leaders of both parties, know that I'm the one they can trust and rely on to make our community safer. Understand that in our local communities, it's a local police and local DA who have primary jurisdiction. In Philadelphia, the district attorney is Larry Krasner, who has drawn his own criticism from Republicans over his policies and performance. What do you think of the job that DA Larry Krasner is doing in Philadelphia, specifically on gun violence? Look, I, I work with 67 district attorneys across Pennsylvania. I'm only asking about the one. And I recognize that, but we have a responsibility to work with all the DAs. And where we can, we work with him. There needs to be a level of accountability in our communities when someone who's a prohibited purchaser picks up that gun in the first place. We don't have that here in this city. If you become Pennsylvania's next governor, what would you do specifically about that issue that you just said needs to get better? I think we need to hire more police officers in our community. Hiring more police officers is going to fix the accountability issue? You just hiring 2,000 more police officers across Pennsylvania making sure they're properly trained, that they come from the communities that they're sworn to protect, means that we'll be able to create more accountability in the communities. Hiring 2,000 more, how many of those would come to Philadelphia? So I'm curious about that one. Um, We'll continue to follow, obviously, these races, but I wanted to bring you that latest sound. We have some sad word. uh, Josh Shapiro, obviously, from Abington, Montgomery County, former Defense Secretary and Philadelphia native Ashton Carter has died unexpectedly at the age of 68, according to his family. And I say Abington because Carter had graduated from Abington Senior High School, of course, right over the Philadelphia border into Montgomery County. And we're told that he died of a sudden cardiac event. Uh, He served as Secretary of Defense under former President Barack Obama from 2015 through about two years until 2017 and um, had gone to Yale, Oxford, Rhodes Scholar, somebody impressive from our region and had served as the Pentagon's second ranking official between 2011, 2013, spent two years as the department's tech and weapons buying chief and was assistant secretary of defense for international security policy during the Clinton administration so if you if you'd heard of him, he preferred to be called Ash rather than Ashton. But we have confirmed through the family that um, Philadelphia native and former defense secretary Ash Carter has died unexpectedly. And certainly our condolences in this region to family, friends, former colleagues. That's um, certainly a sad situation. I, I would imagine actually Josh Shapiro probably knew him because they're both from Ab- the Abington area. And it's as you know. It's a small world here. So our condolences to the Carter family and the community as well. All right. The Dawn Show is going to continue with much more still ahead. We'll talk about Bryce Harper. We'll talk about the Phils and baseball. We'll talk about a grandmother who took matters into her own hands as a crime-fighting granny making national news. And I'll tell you what weapons she used to beat down a criminal. So kind of a fun story that has gone viral 
But the Dawn Show is going to continue right after this. Swing and a fly ball. Shallow center field. Coming on is Marsh. Still coming on. Makes the catch. The ball game is over. The drought is over after 11 seasons. The Philadelphia Phillies are going back to the postseason. We're going. We're going. Swing and a pop-up. Foul. Third base side. Sosa racing over. Foul ground. He's under it. He's it's exciting. Tickets going on sale today. I'll take your calls in just a moment, but... You know, we wanted to play some of the fun stuff that's happening in the city of Philadelphia. Are you trying to get tickets? The lottery is opening up so that you can get face value. I guess 20,000 Phil's fans will be eligible to put your name in the ring and uh, light a candle, say a prayer that you get playoff tickets. But if you don't, you're going to fork out some big time cash. I saw already 1,300, 102. 1200 so 1200 Somebody said, oh, they're going for eight, 900 bucks. I didn't even see that cheap if you're going on this, you know, secondary markets. But it's exciting for Philadelphia as we look to the World Series coming up this Friday. The cheapest I saw was 1200 for standing room. <laughs> wow. So I hope I get that email because I think they're like 60 face value. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then will people... You know, will people res- do resale? I think it's a shame. If you win yeah. the lottery, you know, you yeah. should have to go. It should have to be the diehard fan who can't afford it, right? Yes, Not, yes. I'm all for that. I right? agree. I think that, I, I I don't know. I I always am an advocate for that, that they find the diehard fan who promises, I don't know, in writing or whatever, swear in front of your grandmother or put your hand <laughs> on the Bible that you're going to go to the game. Swear to Rocky, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take some of your calls because I know you want to talk. So let's go to, uh, we want to go to Big John in Huntington Valley. Hey, John. Hey, Don. How are you today? Good. Happy two, two weeks two Good. weeks away. You're doing a nice job. Thank you. Um, just re- regarding Shapiro and Mastriano, you know, I'm, I'm center left, but kind of moderate. The thing with Mastriano is, I mean, honestly, when you really look back in his past, I was there at the Glenside Fourth of July parade, and he's marching with the three percenters. I mean, he's got so much extremism baggage with him, it's scary. Now, I will agree with him on the 2,000 police officers across the state. That would be great, and it's a great idea, and I hope Shapiro would do the same. So, Mastriano, so who was he, you're saying he was marching with who? In Glenside. In the Glenside Parade, 4th of July, he was marching with the three percenters. You know, if you really look at he's got close to ties to so many groups like that. Um, it's, he's just too, I, I find him too extreme. He's extreme even within MAGA. You know, it's incredible. Um, and while Shapiro, I do believe, is more moderate, not a progressive, because I'm certainly not a progressive, I do like the idea that Mastriano had about the 2,000 additional police officers, and we're going to have to tighten things up and make people accountable. But overall, I just can't see Mastriano uh, being for all the people. Okay. I mean, you know, the only thing I'll, I'll say about it, I'm looking at the picture of him in, in a parade. He's there, there is a group walking behind him. Thank you, John. I appreciate your call. Um, I don't know, you know, I, I can't, I do see the picture of a, of a parade and I see somebody, a lady at the end of the group holding that. So I, I have no confirmation 
you know, people call in and I have no confirmation that that was a group that he was endorsing or so-called, you know, working with. Um, but, you know, and that's the problem I have with this and this kind of reporting is that a picture emerges on social media and suddenly they, you know, paint somebody with a broad brush. So I can tell you that Mastriano up until, you know, past, what, what was it, up until 2017 served in the Army and he's a retired U.S. Army colonel. So he is somebody who certainly had, you know, when you, if you know anybody in the military, and I have people in my family, in other words, when you rise to that level and you have all these different clearances in the United States military, they have to clear you. And if you're a member of some nutty group that is, I don't know, doing something you know, horrible or involved in violence, obviously the, the military can take action against you, right? So there's no such evidence anywhere. And I, so I just want to put that out there as a full disclosure because I'm, I'm just saying do your homework on that on that level and be careful, certainly, of seeing some picture online and then making conclusions about somebody. And so I just, I'll just put that out there. Oh, my goodness. So let's go to Brian. And now you're calling from North Wildwood. Hey, Brian. Just a comment on that uh, Shapiro interview. It's on the street. It almost looks like the reporter, you know, was lucky enough to stop him in his tracks. And that's what it's been dumbed down to. No debates, no formal interview, not, right. not coming into the studio to actually answer follow-up questions. It's really pathetic how how the voters are treated by, you know, a, a guy who wants to be governor at this. Yeah, Ralph, I, I, I apologize. I think we lost you. We have an audio issue. I apologize. But the point that you're making, because the candidates could not agree, did not agree on a debate, and it really came from both candidates, I will say. So that's that's what I'm hearing, that both candidates, for multiple reasons, could not agree upon a debate. And I think it should be mandatory. I think we, we deserve that, we the people, because it's all about us. It's not all about them. And so I think it's... To your point, it's a bad look for sure. Let's get to um, let's get to Chris in Glenside. Hey, Chris. Yeah, hi, Don. Can you hear me? Yep, I hear you. Hi. Yeah, no, I just wanted to respond. I was at that Glenside parade, and um, my daughter and I were probably the only two people with Mastriano shirts. We were standing at the end of the parade. I don't believe Mastriano. He might have been at the beginning of the parade. He certainly wasn't at the end. And it was it was almost comical. We were standing there, my daughter and I, amongst hundreds of uh, of Shapiro supporters. And, and when they came over, the I have a photo of them with these big balloons spelling out Shapiro. I felt like I was in like the Music Man or something. I mean, he has so much support around there. It's just not really a fair assessment. <laughs> well, I and I I appreciate the call, and I'm glad you were there. The pictures that I'm looking at online. It looks like, to your point, Mastriano is way further up front, and I see a blonde lady, um, looks like a mom, and she's she does have a three percenter flag, which obviously in a parade, you're you know freedom of speech. She's she can have whatever her. I'm not, I don't know a ton about the three percenters. Um, I really like the American flag, and especially for a Fourth of July flag, I really just like our good old, our good old flag. Just the red, white, and blue stars and stripes. That's my opinion. 
So I don't like when people alter that necessarily, especially when we're thinking about honoring those with military service. It strikes me more that Mastriano was somebody, a colonel in the army. And I've said over and over that I don't want to I don't want to paint anybody with a broad brush, whether it's Shapiro or whether it's Mastriano. So I take both of them because of their long careers, as, as we know both of them that they are fully vetted candidates and neither of them to my point to my knowledge and I've researched both of them and neither of them has ever been considered um, you know a person who has threatened violence been part of any violence there are these horrifying ads saying that Mastriano uh, crossed the line making it sound like he was part of the riot on January 6th that has been investigated by law enforcement and and that has been vetted, and that is just not true. So what I'm saying here, look at the issues. Look at the candidates, yes. Look at the issues. It's all about the issues and not all of these horrifying claims that, of course, if somebody did any of this stuff, that's that, you know, that would be disqualifying, I would think. All right, let me move on to Paul in, where are you, Upper Dublin? Hey, Paul. Dublin. Bucks County. Oh, Bucks, double Bucks. Okay. Hey, Paul. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning, Dawn. I'm I'm so frustrated and disappointed with Verizon Fios uh, not being willing to do the right thing tonight and uh, broadcast the uh, debate between the uh, two candidates, Oz and Fetterman. And it doesn't surprise me because when you go and look at the executive leadership of Verizon Fios, they for years have been a very far left leadership group there. So it doesn't surprise me. It just disappoints me. And I'm going to seriously change, uh, seriously look at changing my provider. Also, with regard to the anger, angst, whatever you want to call it, against uh, uh, Mr. Colonel um, Mastriano. Mastriano. Many of the people on the left do not like the U.S. military. They do not like those who serve in the U.S. military. They probably, for the most part, don't have members of their own family who have served or are serving in the U.S. military. The man, Mastriano, has done a great service to our country. Combat veteran. Absolutely. If he had a serious problem in the military, he would have been out, but he didn't. And, uh, you know, as as a command staffer, which he was for a long time, he had to write papers that gave senior commanders, more senior than himself, options that on face value might not seem logical. But in any case, Mastriano is a an American hero, and he should be treated with respect. Yeah, and, and Paul, I appreciate your words, and they're heartfelt, and I'm from a, although he was in the Army, I'm, more people are Marines in my family, and we have that whole, you know, that conversation, but I, I'm with you, and and I will simply say that 
you know, I, I just don't believe in this canceling out of somebody and just saying horrible things about them that there is no tangible evidence to back that up in any way, shape, or form. Look at the issues. And on this one, campaigns, and I get the ads, they don't want to look at the issues, a lot of them. But that is what we, the people, we need to be smarter than all of this partisan nonsense. Look at the issues. Vote for the candidate that, you know, meets your needs and issues as a voter. So um, let's see. Tony is in Bucks County. Hey, Tony. Hey, Dawn. Can you hear me? I hear you. Um, listen, that uh, interview with uh, with Shapiro, I mean, she skirted every issue. She didn't give a solid answer to anything. And when he was asked specifically about Krasner, she sidestepped it again. This is a guy who's going to get in the office and basically vote along the lines with and do what he needs to do in order to remain um, part of the Democratic Party. It's, it's ridiculous putting 2,000 2, cops. What are they going to do? What accountability do the cops have if the DA and the city mayor aren't behind them? You well, know, versus the defund, then it's refund. Yeah, I mean, to, for me, mm-hmm. Mastriano, maybe extreme. I don't know what extreme is. This is a guy that understands accountability and responsibility. And their responsibility is to protect our rights to live our lives. Just have to get that off my chest. Thank No, I appreciate you, Tony. And this is what I keep questioning when we've, we've been bombarded with all of these ads, especially the ads that are these ads claiming that a, a candidate, somebody who is a combat war veteran who served in the military up until you know, fairly recently, before then he ran, he, he went on to become a state senator, but somebody who, when you look at the legislation, for example, that he has proposed, take a look at it, do your homework. I talk about it a lot, but I'm simply saying don't be fooled and by the campaign ads or by the media that does not adequately, adequately cover this. It's not fair. It's not right. And we, the people, we should be able to have a debate or with at least one between the two candidates right, who want to run for governor and be the next governor of Pennsylvania. Um, But I want to get to Ralph. I'm going to end with Tom because Tom wants to get back to, you know, talking about the Phillies. So we'll end up on a lighter note. But let's get to Ralph real quick here, Ralph. I'm I'm up against a a tough break. Ralph in Broomall. Jimmy, can you help me take Ralph in in Broomall real quick? And Tom, hang on. Hi, Ralph. Hey, Don, good morning. Hey, real quick, listen, Josh Shapiro for not debating Doug Mastriano, and I'm a volunteer in Doug's campaign. We tried everything to get him to do it. Listen to this. Shapiro is a coward. You got that? Coward, Shapiro. The very brief and to the point. How's that, Don? <laughs> Ralph, thank you. I appreciate you for sure. Well, I, I think that actually it's a, it's a campaign advisor who's saying to him, hey, You've been double digits in the polls up until fairly recently, so it's your advantage not to do this because you have everything to lose. And so I think it was probably a campaign advisor saying, yeah, don't do not do that. But we have Jake the Plumber in Westchester. Hey, Jake. Hi, Don. How's it going? Good. Thanks for calling in. Good. So kind of what I always think about when I'm, I'm looking at who I would like to vote for is uh, 
which of the candidates are going to most support individual liberty, I think that's paramount. That's that's what they're there for is to protect the people's liberty. So I, I look at Shapiro as a, a part of the, the same group of people who did all the lockdowns. Uh, he, I don't think he had the same authority. He didn't have the same authority that, that Wolf did for sure in locking us down, but he was all in on, on uh, taking all our liberties for the past two, three, four years. And, and Mastriana was all in on, on giving the people freedom, the choice to, to choose for themselves uh, what is safe and what is good and what is healthy and just giving freedom it, to the people is is what it's all about in, in terms of who I'm looking for to uh, the people who, who I'm going to ask to be my governor and, and senators and, and all of that. Well, Jake, thank you. I, I appreciate you calling in for sure. And I think what Jake is saying is that I, Shapiro has has insinuated that he's not as progressive or maybe far to the left that he doesn't believe in the in the lockdowns in the way that Governor Tom Wolf did, knowing, of course, that these policy decisions that, for example, ordered COVID positive patients into our nursing homes. We don't talk about this enough. Uh, we know we know that that killed people, grandparents, and I and I have friends and and you know family who've lost loved ones due to that situation. It's tragic. And so the policies of Governor Tom Wolf have not aged well. The policies of, for example, the Philadelphia school district shutting down have not aged well. And so would would a Governor Shapiro have done the same thing? I would hope not, but we don't know. So ultimately, I do think that, that for Shapiro, from his vantage point, he unfortunately gets painted with that brush of Governor Tom Wolf. And I think that is why one of the many reasons we're seeing these polls tighten up. I'll talk moving forward with my husband, Larry Menti, about because Larry is it, he looks at this stuff and he knows all the polls and the ins and outs and what we should be looking at. He has some great insight and perspective. But I do want to uh, end with Tom and Cinnamons. And thanks for calling back, Tom, because you want to talk about the Phils, the World Series, what tickets cost then and now. Hey, Tom. Hey, good morning, Don. I really appreciate you and your uh, your uh, presentation. Um, I, too, am a World War II vet, but that's beside the point. But I was in college in 1950, decided to go to the game, the second game of the World Series, went to the box office, bought a ticket, sat in the center field watching Joe DiMaggio. Oh, incidentally, I paid $1 for the ticket. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I wish. And and you know what, Tom? I wish that you had the program and the ticket. If you had all that, maybe an autograph. It'd probably In this time, it would probably be worth, you know, six figures. Tom, you made my day. Thank you for calling in. Uh, we've got to move forward. You know, we talked about home. And for me and for my husband, Larry, who's upcoming and, if you're on hold right now, I'll ask you to hold on. Um, maybe you can get in your call when Larry gets in there. But you've heard me talk a lot about Chapman Windows, Doors, Inside, and the Chapman family team, their original location out by uh, Jake the Plumber in Westchester. And they've actually expanded their operations. They're now on the main line. This is how busy and popular they are. 
If you want to go to their shop at the Eagle Village shops there in Wayne, make sure that you go online or give them a call and make an appointment. Um, if you would, the Westchester location, uh, that, that one you can just do a walk-in type thing. But I always say go to the website first. I love their virtual tour, and I keep looking at it and sort of, you know, window shopping, as you will. But Chapman, I can't, I can't say enough about this family. You've heard me talk about them. Two brothers, Mike and Mark. Just such good, trustworthy, hardworking men, brothers, started started in this business, what, nearly 30 years ago, and now, you know, with their wives and kids and their family and business has grown, certainly, but everybody raves about them, and they've got all the all the accreditations, fully insured, all of that. They're also the, um, the exclusive dealer installer in this area for the new Nana wall product. And that says something about the unique Chapman difference. Chapman, they offer meticulous work, outstanding service, such high-quality products, and all that wisdom, product knowledge, and respect. And that's important, too, that somebody's really going to respect your family budget, especially in these tough times as far as inflation and all. So you can text them, give them a call, 610-431-8898, 610-431-8898, chapmanwindowsdoors.com, Chapman. The name I trust. Please tell him Dawn sent you. I know there's breaking news in Philadelphia. Girl critically injured after after fire broke out in a Kensington home. And uh, we'll talk about all of that moving forward. Breaking news. World Series tickets going through the roof, but on sale now for some lucky fans. But let's get to Anne, who's in Springfield. You wanted to comment on tonight's upcoming debate. Hey, Anne. Yes, John, I just wanted to comment on a uh, Shapiro ad that came on just before you came on air. Um, I think he's a sneak and a betrayer because he threw Fetterman under the bus on his ad that came on by saying that he voted against Fetterman so many more times uh, than Fetterman voted to release criminals and that he's much less radical than Fetterman. And the second thing I want to mention is you don't give enough credit to the university police forces. Your mom, I'm a mom, my daughter's a police officer with one of the universities, and she patrols the very areas of Philadelphia that are crime-ridden. She has a canine, but she has her life in danger, and they just are so frustrated with Krasner because they make arrests, they go to court, and they are subject to the same injustice that the other Philadelphia police are. So thank you for letting me say something. And thank you for that that shout out too. And and you're right. And as far as far as Shapiro, he has busted the chops of Krasner. I mean, that is true and they've gone back and forth. So I give him credit for that. I think the point is some people are saying he didn't go far enough. But and brings up a great point. I need to talk about that more. I know Temple University police have talked to to some of them as well as um, in University City, Drexel, the law enforcement there, it, it, look, it's its a dangerous job for sure and a lot of frustration. And I know that for Temple, they have hired some experts and they've done what they could, uh, they've said, but it's uh, huh, its an impossible situation. At least that's what it feels like, overwhelming. And we're certainly down in our Philadelphia police force. All right, my husband, Larry Menti, he'll give his brilliant, Campaign analysis uh, you don't want to miss. Big Lair coming right up.